Hey friends, welcome to our digital space. On This Girl Life, we're trying to figure life out. And there's no better way to do that than with your best friend by your side. So join us each week as we bring on experts to help us navigate This Girl Life. All right, here are your hosts, Whitney and Kristen. (laughs) I'm a dirty DMer, okay? (laughs) Episode 29, Kristen's a dirty DMer. Welcome to episode 29 of This Girl Life. I love a good Instagram DM, okay? Right, so we're going to chat about that because today we have Ben Higgins. Ben Higgins, the bachelor on. We are so pumped. He is so kind, so sweet. You guys are going to fall in love with him like we have. Don't tell our husbands. I literally told Adam that after we recorded with him last week. I was like, I love him. And he's like, I know you've said that. And I'm like, not in like a creepy I want to marry him way, but the podcast made him even better. Yeah, he's so real, so down to earth. Um, And we're excited. But everyone's been asking, oh, my gosh, how are you getting some of your guests? Because like guests coming up, obviously, we don't share who they are. But like our family and our friends are like, wait, how are you getting these people? And Kristen's the dirty DMer. Guys, it takes a courageous Friday night, a few glasses of wine, and I just DM people. Like, I will text Whitney in the morning and be like, well, I DM'd 78 people last night. Keep your fingers <laughs> She's not crossed. exaggerating. She is not exaggerating. So You know, I learned from our very first podcast guest, Abby, that if you don't ask, it's always a no. Yeah, I know. And you, you've done good, kid. So we were pumped when <laughs> done good, kid. I feel like you should pat me on the back and give me a smooch on the cheek after that one. <laughs> yeah, that's very grandma. Um, but no, we were really excited to have him on. And um, he shares with us some stuff that, number one, I didn't know about the, him or like The Bachelor. And yeah, it's such such good episode. But before we get into it, we have to do our favorite. It's Yay and Nay with Wit and Kay. Okay. Oh, so, shit. You are, do you want to start and share your yay? No, you go first. Okay. All right. Here's my yay. It hasn't happened yet, but I'm going to share it. There is a wildlife sanctuary park like 30 minutes from me, and there's a wolf there. It's my spirit animal, Kristen. It's calling me home. I'm not, you're laughing. It's not, literally, I showed Kale last night. There's people. They're w- sitting with a wolf. There's like llamas <laughs> there. There are miniature horses there. There's um, what else? Just like tons of stuff. And we're going. And so I'm about to literally just have my like dream. And I'm gonna Guys, take a but picture. Can we with the talk wolf. about that in the next week is her birthday, and her own birthday is not even her yay. <laughs> I totally forgot. Okay. Yes, it is the big a three three. You're, it's your Jesus year. Oh, that's so cute. I've never heard that. Jesus year. I said that this is a fantastic. This is going to be a fantastic year. This it is the is. year I my mom had me, and so I've always put a lot of weight on thirty three, for some reason. I like that. Yeah. Hey, it's good. I'm. This is the year I'm going to have another kid. You guys. I may yes. have to get that shit put in me, but speak it into existence. Mm-hmm. We're speaking it into existence. Yeah. So it's going to be a good year, but yeah. Okay. Besides my birthday, I'm going to, I'm going to become friends with a wolf. So you just, when are you going? I told Kale, like it it may be my birthday weekend. It may be this weekend. Yeah. So 
My yay. Gosh, I feel like I have some really good things, and I'm trying very hard to focus on the positive since we've been talking about it so much. I read your blog post, yeah. My <laughs> – that just went up. <laughs> 15 – right, 15 things Oh, my 15 thankful yeah. things. Um, my yay is we just had a beautiful weekend in Omaha. It was like the fastest 48 hours of my life. But you know, when you come off a family weekend, you just kind of have a high. Yeah. Like you just feel good. And my soul feels like reinvigorated. And like, it was just a great weekend. We celebrated my sweet niece's baptism, my other niece's birthday. It was just like Quinny got to play with all her cu- girl cousins, and it was just so really joyful. Fun. That's like when it gets fun when cousins yeah. are playing together, and you're like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, how much happier can I get?" I know. And yeah. Quinny was so happy, and like it was just, yeah. I came home exhausted, but just warm and fuzzy. So that's my mm, yay. That's a really, that's a good one. Yeah. All right. Nay time. Nay time. Let's get negative. Um. <laughs> Let's get negative, negative. I was literally. I don't know. I just. Physical. Yeah. That was literally what I was thinking. <laughs> so here's what it is. Okay. Okay. I'm waiting for it. Obviously, I go, I'm going through infertility, yada, yada. We've all heard it. Yawn. Um, was on metformin <laughs> to start my periods, right? This may be TMI, but whatever. Um, didn't work. I told Kristen, I was like, I went off of it. I started this liver detox cleanse. I started my period, right? It's like magic. But talk about hormones okay here's what happened this weekend we had halloween decorations up and they like blew away it was really windy the last couple days and i was so pissed you guys literally we got this other stuff to try to hang on the house it wouldn't work and i came in the house fuming okay i was like i just want (laughs) i said to kayla i was like why can't you understand all i want is like to be the house that has decorations kale like can you not just give this to me like help me literally i was like like, what is happening i told him i was like dude i'm so hormonal right now he's like okay and (laughs) he's like okay let's go to party city and like let's get decorations anyways it was one of those moments that where your hormones are just you know, you look like a cartoon character. That was me. I know. I can, like, see the steam coming out of your head. Mm-hmm. I was pissed. Okay. My nay. Hmm. My nay is that on Wednesday, Thursday of this week, we're supposed to get somewhere in the range of, like, four to six inches of snow. Oh, that's a bummer. Here's Already. my beef with snow. I love winter, but I love winter when it's in winter. Like, right now, it's, like, 68 right now and cool. It's cold in the mornings. Like, that is the temperature that we should be living in right now, not snow. For sure. You know, like, come December, sweet, snow, don't care. Middle of October, I'm not ready for it. This may, like, rub it in, basically, like, alcohol on a wound, but we just went to the pool today. (laughs) Yeah, we're not even close to pool weather. I'm in literally a sweater, jeans, socks, and slippers, and I'm cold most of the time oh my gosh yeah well Eh, well you know it happens okay guys all right are you ready i'm i'm so ready to listen again i know i've already listened to it like six times because i love him so much obviously but stay tuned it is time to learn a little about ben higgins guys get excited hi guys welcome back to tgl it's kristen and whitney and 
I am fangirling right now because we have the king of The Bachelor on today. We have been alluding to the fact that we have a Bachelor lead on the podcast. And guys, I'm pumped. Today we have Ben Higgins. Ben, welcome to TGL. (laughs) Hey, everybody. I'm so excited. Guys. That's quite the the, uh, (laughs) intro. Thank you. (laughs) No. Well, Kristen is a huge bachelor bachelorette fan and so she has been so excited and since you mm-hmm. said yes we were just like oh my god ben Higgins. so we're so pumped we're so well, pumped. i'm excited to talk to you all yeah Guys, for fun. those of you who don't know ben was on the bachelorette caitlin bristow then he was the lead bachelor then he had his own show ben and lauren then you were on bachelor winter games mm-hmm. now you have your own bachelor podcast with ashley i mm-hmm. i mean Really stepped away from the bachelor world. (laughs) Okay, but you also have some amazing things going. You have Generous Coffee. You have Ashkara. Like, you have some amazing things non-bachelor related going as well. Yeah, I like to hope so. Um, Yeah, we're doing some cool stuff. So I'm currently in the process of writing a book, which is a big deal for me. It's taking up a ton of time. Um, What's it going to be about? Can you give us like a sneak peek? I can give you a really sneak peek. I believe that we're in the most um, lonely time in U.S. history, and the book is about how we can combat loneliness. Whoa. This, I am like, um, this is amazing because my husband (laughs) and I were just talking about this. It is Mm -hmm. such a problem, and we see it every day with drug use, suicide, things like that. Mm -hmm. So I am like blown away, so excited that you're going to talk about this. Yeah, it's been a project, and it's been great. It's been wild. So, yes, that will be talked about more and more and more here in the next couple months. But it is something that is uh, near to me. It's something I'm learning a ton about uh, that I'm really excited for. So I have that right now. Uh, We have Ashkara along with a new restaurant that will be announced next week in Denver. Yay! Um, Same genre of food? No, even different. Um, Uh. This will be fun. It has a, a nice little outdoor like stage and patio that music will be playing. And cool. it's supposed to be a fun little spot for people who maybe don't want to go, you know, rip shots at a bar um, and <laughs> grind on each other, but wants to go have a nice time and a cocktail uh, with their, you know, significant others. Uh, so we have that going on. We have um, The Bachelor Live on stage that will be happening really soon. And then Generous, which takes up most of my time. Uh, Generous is is the thing that keeps me, um, I'd say, at some level, um, really, really passionate about something. Generous is a great cause, a great thing, and it's an amazing team around it. So those things kind of consume my life right now. Those things. Those, like, nine things that you just, like... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but you know what the cool part is? And somebody asked me this yesterday. Um, they're like, how, you know, w- when you do all this stuff, like, do you ever feel like you're losing yourself? And does your relationship with Jessica struggle? And the best part about all these things is I get to talk about them and, and promote them. And Generous is my full-time job. It does take up a lot of my time. But everything else is partnering with people who know more than I do and who are better at it than I am. And I just get to talk about it. And so yeah. – um, I guess the book doesn't really do that. I, I got to write a lot too, but, um, <laughs> it's, it's been a lot of fun and we get to do it with a lot of really great people. Sweet. Yeah. That's something I'm sure you get to meet so many, you know, since your time on the bachelor, meeting so many people, having your hands in so many different projects. Yeah. It's special. It's definitely a unique thing that you've been blessed with. So like you what was that? 
like you two. I get to meet you two. I know. This is great. Exactly. I know. <laughs> okay, so let's dive in, as I always say. Okay, okay, every Bachelor, you know, has a bio. You're on Caitlyn's season. Do you remember what your initial bio was a little bit? Oh, software salesman. Um, <laughs> I know it was it. So that was my job title. It was a software salesman. I was a software salesman. <laughs> Uh, they actually were generous to me because I wasn't even a like software salesman yet. I think I was like a junior rep when I went <laughs> on to the bachelorette. And they How said, "How old software. were you?" Uh, when I started the bachelor, I was twenty-four years old. Oh my gosh! So so young, like goodness. So I was so young. Um, you know, I was the youngest. I don't know if Colton was younger than me or not. I, I had to figure that out. I think to date, I was the youngest bachelor. Um, to wow. ever do it. So it was a it was a weird world to be entering into it. You're like lower twenties. Um it makes the twenties go really fast. Yeah. Uh, uh, sure. makes you grow up fast too. But so I forget what my exact bio was, but it was probably something along the lines of like only child, software salesman, trying his best to figure this thing out. <laughs> so if you you obviously just we got into like everything you have going now, but if you were to like create a little bio now, what would be your bio? Um, 30 years old, trying to figure this thing out, uh, watch him, watch him try would be it would be, you know what? Like if I was the bachelor again, I hope my title instead of perfect Ben would be watch him try. You'll maybe relate or something like, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, I I think that would be it. You did get the title perfect Ben. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, that that was tough. I remember when they told me I was in Jamaica and it was a week before filming ended. And they're like, "This is going to be your your slogan," and they showed me the commercial and it said "Perfect Ben." And I said, "This is the worst thing ever. Like, there's no way you can go up. Like, people relate with like vulnerability and your shared like weaknesses. They don't relate with somebody that are like, yeah, he's perfect. Like, let's let's see how." <laughs> unperfect he is uh, so it set me up from failure from the from the beginning which is which was fun oh my goodness okay so we let's we're since we're on the topic let's dive right into your season and yeah. i said dive in whitney put I money know. in the square we, every time we say goes. dive in it's like our catchphrase so we have like a swear jar we basically consider it like the f word so it goes money in the jar in okay. the anyway, I like that. Yeah. So you were the perfect ben but you were also the first to say i love you twice so yeah there was some people kind of like fought with you on that. What was that like? It's really it was it was okay. So there's two ways to look at this. One, it's really almost funny for me now to look back on that and see how much people hated that and like reacted to that compared to like what happens today. Um, <laughs> it happens all the time now. It happened. I think it's happened every season, maybe since then, other than like Nick's. People people freaked out. And it's funny yeah. how our standards and morals have changed on that. For me, um, I did say it a one, for multiple reasons. Um, I meant it, but it uh, it was it. People did react, and I didn't think they would. I thought people would relate with it. I thought they would look at it and say, "Hey, I get it. Like he has two really great women. He's falling for them. He spent a ton of time with both of them. He knows he's going to have to say goodbye to one of them, if not both of them." But it doesn't mean that it's not hard and doesn't mean you still don't care. Um, So I thought people would relate with it, but uh -uh, I don't think many did. (laughs) So when you said it, it was like, don't tell my husband this, even though this is live. He watches, even though he says he doesn't. Okay. 
And I was like, Adam, this was huge. This is the first time. But he was like, well, yeah. I mean, he's been dating these girls for how long? Like, of course he loves them both. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, that's the male perspective, (laughs) I guess. Because it was like shocking to me. But you're so right. I mean, how do you go through this process, get to know these girls so well and not develop feelings that are love like or love feelings? I actually think I think if I remember it back, because I thought through it and prayed through it a lot in Jamaica and I remember going back to sitting there. I was on in my bed one day, and I was sitting on the edge of it. And I was like, "What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Do you know?" I had an idea of how this whole thing was going to end for for me, but I was like, "I want to make sure that both of them know how much they are cared for. Like, I want them both to walk away from this knowing that this was real, that this meant a lot to me, that hopefully it meant a lot to them." And so, I think the best way to do this would be to express these feelings, and it it. It backfired. <laughs> you know, it did, but everybody who is, like, watching from the outside in, like, we have no idea what it's like. So, honestly, I felt so bad when you got backlash. And I feel bad when a lot of people get backlash because I think just for yeah. random things on the show because we have no idea what it's really like, you know? Literally none. <laughs> well, but you can kind of relate. You can put yeah. yourself in the scenario, in this the situation. People always – when I was on The Bachelor, the big topic back then was how edited is it? Like it has to be super edited. It has to be super fake, super scripted. And the truth was it's not. It just people make fools of, them, fools of themselves on this show sometimes <laughs> yeah. and it's hard to believe. So you can put yourself <laughs> in the shoes of the contestants and, and you're trying your best in a situation yeah. that there's no prep for. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's always going to be backlash because there's no right way to do this. That's the beauty of the exactly. show. Exactly. Exactly. Go ahead. I know Kristen has a question. You can go ahead, Kristen. Well, I was going to say, kind of speaking of backlash, I wanted to move into a topic that Whitney kind of <laughs> yeah. wanted to cover. I know. Is like yeah. the slut shaming. So yeah. this kind of seems to be a hot topic. And it really started on Caitlyn's season, which you were a part of. Mm-hmm. And she was super vocal that like, she had relationships with Nick, but then got a ton of backlash. She stood up for herself. And it seems to only continue to get worse with the female seasons. But uh-huh. it doesn't happen in the guys' seasons, it seems like. Yeah. Like, you didn't get slut-shamed. I don't know what happened. I don't need to know. But, like, we don't need to. <laughs> like, the guys. And the guys don't talk about it. Like, the girls are very open. Like, yeah, I had sex four times in a windmill. And then she gets slut-shamed. It was two times, times, right? Four. Yeah, two times. Oh. Two? Four it, times? Yeah. Wait, Chris. I, thought... I don't know. Yeah, well, I just to... don't know how you have energy, but that's <laughs> a whole different topic. It's like less than twelve hours. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, what are your thoughts on how this is happening, and like, why is it not happening in guys' season, and like, why is mm-hmm. it progressing worse, seemingly in an area where we're getting more comfortable with girls being vocal about sex, but on The Bachelorette, it seems to be getting worse for them. Well, I mean, I think one of it is. So here's a good example, right? When the car was created, we didn't have stop signs because nobody knew that they were going to be necessary. And so, for example, there was a ton of wrecks and chaos that caused us to put up stop signs. The same thing will happen with this is the same thing will happen with social media is we're just now starting to talk about equality when it comes to sexuality. Now, is that fair? No, it's not. We have a lot of years of things we shouldn't be proud of, but it was a it was. We've had to step into this and we have to step into it and know that there will be an evolution. And I think that evolution is going to happen quicker than you think. I don't think, I mean, think about this. We freaked out that I said, I love you to two women. You can have sex with four people and it's not that big a deal. Well, you're saying 
in a sense the same thing, but it's a less of an idea now than it was four years ago. We're progressing forward. Now, why it's and uh, there's a difference with men and women. I think it's been that way since I was a kid is men can get away with a lot more than women can when it comes to sexuality. And that's unfortunate. We don't know. I don't think any person um, with m- a lot of a brain would say that that's fair, right? We need to work through that. It's just still the place that we're in. So with that, I think this show does a really great job at helping us walk into that, forcing us to talk about it, forcing us to have the conversation, and it's forcing us to confront it. Um, you know, this season was hard to watch because as a Christian myself, I thought that uh, the Christians got a really uh, judgmental, isolating name based on how this was done this year. Yes. But I still think that it was confronted, which will help everybody in the process. Every single side will relate and understand. Now, my final point here is that um, the women do seem more open. And I think that's something that is unique. We've had women like Caitlin and women like Hannah who have spoken openly about it. And you don't have the men speaking openly about it. Uh, I think that is... I don't, I don't know what that says. If it comes from a confidence, if it comes from a, hey, I'm just going to stand up and, and walk so others can run. But it, it has been the case. I do remember when Caitlin and Nick uh, had their romance on that season. It's hard as a contestant, though. And so I do think I feel for the other contestants because it makes you question why you're there. Mm-hmm. Because it's not easy. Like, Is that how dating, you felt? Yeah, I think it's how most people felt. Yeah. Not just with Caitlin, but I'm sure even in season when you see somebody else get physical with anybody and you're t- trying to pursue them, it's yeah. not easy. <laughs> no. So <Yeah. laughs> I do think that's part of it is why um, it is a, a topic that causes causes contra- controversy on the show, why the show's filming that people get upset over. I, I don't think it's that wrong of then the voice. Hey, I'm hurt. Hey, this doesn't feel good. I'm questioning myself here. Right. But I do think the response of the public to say, hey, let's have equality in this is is needed. And I just don't think we've gotten there yet as a society. Not yet. You t- you hit on an interesting point. Uh, we're both two Christian girls. And um, I think this season was a little bit difficult. Obviously, we're talking about two different things, right? Like Luke kind of slut shaming and then as a woman, like being empowered. But, you know, something with about you um, that we've noticed is you are an outspoken Christian and um, – this platform has seemed to give you and allowed you to, you know, to be more outspoken and have a bigger vocal reach. Uh-huh. And that's something we definitely appreciate, you know, that you're just like, you're out there, you speak on it. Cause I don't think that that's talked about as much either. Well, you know, and it's not, and for me, I remember this is funny. When I was a little kid, I prayed one night in my bed to be an NBA basketball player. And I said, uh, Jesus, if you help me become an NBA basketball player, I will use it to talk about you. And I'm never going to be an NBA basketball player. <laughs> I didn't pray for that to be The Bachelor. Um, but now that I am, all of a sudden it hits you that this has to be used for something more than yourself. And it, and I'm not a Christian because of how my parents raised me, and I'm not a believer in Jesus because of the church I went to. I'm a believer in Jesus because I believe it's an actual – it's truth. And if that's truth, then it changes everything. So for me, it doesn't make sense. My life doesn't make sense unless I talk about Jesus. But I also think it's important in this world to talk about Jesus because of situations like the Luke or because of the situations like sexuality is it it does frame our moral compass. It does set an idea of where we're coming from. So it helps us understand each other better. And next, 
I, I truly believe that Jesus created us all equals, no matter what sex, no matter where you're from. And so when we talk about topics like this, and it does feel like one side is getting less criticism or maybe one side's getting too much criticism, we have to stand up and say, women, keep preaching your story, keep talking, because we need you here to help educate the masses on why equality, one, isn't happening and why it's needed. And as a Christian, I believe that's essential mm-hmm. to the story of God and us is that equality is needed. It's necessary. Yeah. and It's how we're going to function. Mm-hmm. Um, so it frames my compass and it helps me look through the lens of what I think God would desire yeah. and not oh, so much of what that. I would desire. Ben, preach. Preach, Ben. Shout it. <laughs> Goodness. Oh. Okay. I have, a, I have a big question on just like Bachelor Nation in general. Okay. So we all know Bachelor Nation is very connected for all. Us fans, we follow you guys, see you connect it. What is it like being a part of this big community of like everyone that's dated everyone or not dated everyone, but you know everyone and leads are friends with each other? And what is that like for an outsider? Because <laughs> big messed up community. a lot of drama of <laughs> <laughs> um, a bunch of people. Yeah, a bunch of people trying their best. You know, as I said, I think you know the one cool part for me is I do get to meet a lot of the new bachelors and. Um, I was able to talk to Peter before he went on and I heard his heart for why he's doing this. And I, you know, I know Colton. I've known the guys, every one of them since my time, other than I didn't get to know Ari too well until after his time. But what you realize very quickly is that these are people trying their best to find significance in a world that is incredibly selfish. So The Bachelor, coming off The Bachelor is an incredibly selfish endeavor. You get onto it, it can be a great thing. But once you get off, you're praised for your your looks, uh, your social media following, um, your charisma, all these things. And what it ends up being is incredibly selfish and isolating. And so part of this whole thing has been for me to learn that these people are so much more than what they are. really are just people trying to find an identity in a world that isn't easy doing it. Um, also, there's a lot of hookup. Um, and... and there's a lot of people pursuing people because think about it. You get, I don't know, 30 new people every single off of it that are as good looking and connected to the group. Like stuff's going to happen. Uh, but it's, right. it's been really complex. And, and the cool part for me and to summarize it all is uh, you every season get 30 new people. I don't get to meet all of them, but I get to meet some of them who have a different story uh, that life has brought them here from different places and now we all have something in common that we can share and talk about. And it's great because it, it does open you up to whole new friends every mm-hmm. season. Yeah. Yeah. That is special to be able to meet all, all <laughs> yeah, different walks. Like people who are on all different walks. All of different life. walks. Yeah. It's yeah. And that's special. And it's neat that you have a hand in that. Cause I consider you like, and this is like you're like the the grandfather of the group. I don't know. I just kind of see you as like this wise owl. Yeah. You know, at I 30, do. <laughs> at thirty years old, I'm. I you know it's 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 funny. Um, uh, I you know what I hope to be. I I hope to because this is such a crazy world and it blows your world up. If you know in minutes, if you announce as the bachelor, I hope to just be somebody there to say, hey, if I can do it, you can do it. Um, you're gonna be okay this thing's going to be a wild ride. Uh, But at the end of the day, I hope they can look at my life and say, it changed you, but it just made you more fully human than you were when I was selling software for a company I didn't really love. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, I, I, 
thank you for that. I hope I can continue to be a resource uh, and somebody that can relate with with people coming on and off the show. Uh, but at some point, I'm not going to be 30. Like, I'm going to be 60, <laughs> yeah. and the show's right. still going to be happening. And I'm like, I can't relate. Listen, you can move into Chris Harrison's yeah. job. Don't tell him. Yeah. But you can just, like, slide uh, right in. I think he has you know? years and years left on him. Well, t- talk about sliding. This is such a great transition. <laughs> I didn't even plan that. Okay. Let's talk about sliding into people's DMs. Because I heard, yeah, uh-huh. you slid into your girlfriend's DM. But I heard you did it in like a really gentlemanly way because sliding into people's mm. DMs, the bad sometimes, rap. you know, it's like. Do you get a bad rap from yeah. that? So, well, I mean, talk about like JPJ and Derek from Paradise, oh, you know, sliding point. into people's yeah. DMs. But um, <laughs> so we want you to share kind of like how you did this. How is it a gen- how can we be a gentleman sliding into someone's DMs for all the girls listening? Like, what should they expect? Okay, so I'll read you the exact message that oh I sent gosh, Jessica. So okay. Yes. I said, okay, random request. In the spirit of giving, oh, this is on Thanksgiving, <laughs> by the way. Okay. <laughs> In the spirit of giving, don't know how else to do this without it being weird. So please be kind. If you're first single and second ever in Denver and interested in going out, I'd love to take you. Please, for now, don't ask how I came by your profile. It's a long story. So cute. And then so cute. And then love blossomed. And then literally I just saw you guys on an interview with like Access Hollywood or something at iHeartRadio and you guys are so cute. Um, yeah, she's the best. She is so cute. Yeah, she's a great girl. So um, it actually happened uh, a year ago. So iHeart was what, two weeks ago? So it was a year ago, two weeks ago. I was at iHeart and I was single and I was try- I was dating but I was trying to figure life out. And uh, I had been in and out of dating somebody for a few months, but I, I didn't think it was going to be the right thing forever. So I was at iHeart and I was like, guys, you're dating, like you're out there. How are you doing this? Because either one, I'm not like pursuable and my whole fears are coming to fruition or two, I'm just not doing it right. <laughs> and they said, well, how often do you DM people? And I was like, I, I've never DM'd anybody. Like, I don't, <laughs> I, I really hadn't because I thought I had the idea. It was creepy. It was weird. You're putting yourself out there. You're saying stuff that, like, I don't even know how to confront it. And they're like, you just got to do it. Like, shoot your shot. Um, it was Wells because that's how I think he and Sarah somehow met through that. And then it was Nick and it was Dean all in this, like, circle. <laughs> Guys, talking about this. Powwow. And so I went home. And I had Jessica's picture. This sounds creepy. Let me explain. Uh, I was at a fundraiser in Nashville. Um, I was at a fundraiser in Nashville in February of last year. And I was staying at a hotel downtown. And I was looking at the top post from the Nashville Predators game, which is right next to the hotel that I was staying at. And I saw her picture. And I was like, that girl's beautiful. But this is weird. But I don't know what to do with it. So I'm screenshotting it. And then I totally forgot about it completely forgot about it, didn't even think about it. And then this conversation happened at iHeart. And so I had in the back of my mind, and on Thanksgiving last year, I was laying in my aunt and uncle's bed, um, not their bed, but a bed at their house. And um, I was scrolling through my pictures, deleting old pictures, because I ran out of pictures that day. And I saw that picture of her. And I was like, you know what, based on my conversation with them, and based on this picture, I'm going to send her this message. Nice. So I did it. And here's the way to answer your question. How do you do it in a non-creepy way? I think you have to be honest with the fact that it's weird. Yeah. Like it is odd. Um, yeah. But it's a compliment. 
it could go epically wrong. But I think if you're honest with, hey, I'm approaching this from a weird place. I don't really know where this goes, but I'm at least going to tell you if all else fails, if all else fails, at least I'm telling you I'm interested in you. And so you should take it as a compliment that you're so pretty that your Instagram even catches my eye. I love that. I like that too. Okay, guys, we're moving in because we're running out of time and I want to let Ben move on. But rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Okay. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Person from The Bachelor you text the most, but it can't be Ashley I because we know she's your co-host. Um, Dean. Ooh. Favorite podcast besides your own? Um, like Bachelor podcast or just any, any, any podcast? And it can't uh, be This Girl Life because we know This Girl Life is one of them. Yeah, This Girl Life would be number one. And then after that, it would be The Daily or This American Life. So good. Favorite cocktail? Uh, old fashioned. Favorite, favorite artist? Singer. He been or either Ben Rector or Amos Lee. Famous favorite place to go in Denver. Ashkara. Of course. Yeah. All right. Boxer <laughs> or briefs. Oh, this is gonna get weird. Nothing. Oh, commando. Ever. This is this is something. Yeah, this is something that's happened years ago from Dean. Uh, two years ago, he no, told, he doesn't like undies. Yeah, he told me that I needed to start trying it, and so I did it. It was, it's been fine. Uh, most of the time it's fine. Jeans aren't always great. And then it hit me like a year ago when I was working out. I was like, I don't know how he does this because this is not good. Like this is, there's some moments that this gets weird. So I called him. I was like, how do you do that? He's like, dude, I always wear underwear working out. So for the, <laughs> if I'm working out, um, it's like a brief. Okay. I, okay, real quick too. We do a segment called Yay and Nay on with Wit and K. One thing you're loving, one thing you're hating. So okay. what is something you're loving right now? What is something I'm loving right now? There's a wine company called Upside Down Wine that I, I'm looking at right here that I love. They're a wine company that's built like generous, and so they give back to causes that they care about. Um, the other thing that I'm loving right now is I have these new blue uh, ray glasses um, I don't have them close to me, but they're the best. They protect me from my phone and computer light. And then cool. finally, if we're talking on like a larger level, what I'm really loving right now is for the first time ever, I had a, a pepper garden and it's now ending in Denver, but I had some really great peppers this season and cool. I'm really enjoying the, the fruits of Man, my life. You're just going up and up in my like coolness. I know. Coolness yeah. charts. I knew that. No, I mean, like that. <laughs> That excites that excites any woman. You talk about peppers and gardening and things get I weird. I love it. Like you honestly are like right here. Oh my yeah. god. I love is- it. Okay, what are you not loving? I am not uh here's one thing I'm not loving. I'm trying to look around the house and see what I'm not loving. I'm not loving currently uh my uh my sock situation. Uh I've gotten a lot of holes in my socks. Um and I'm. I just this morning started to figure out that I need to go shop, uh, shopping for socks. That's a um, crisis. The, yeah. The That's other a- thing. The other thing I don't love is uh, the bee population is dwindling right now in Colorado. <laughs> and I'm after gardening. I uh, I really want to start supporting the bees. And it's really sad to do more and more research yes. on how quickly honeybees are moving away from us in this world. And we need to stand up and do something about it. Final thing <laughs> is for whatever reason, me, myself and plastics have had a really bad issue recently. 
and I have a hard time going to the grocery store now and they say, do you, is it okay if we give you plastic? And I wish they would just say, is it okay if you carried this stuff out on your own? Because you can do it. It's not that far. And instead of (laughs) offering more plastics into the world, we need to start getting better. So, and that sucks because I used to not care about the waste that I was throwing away and now as I get older, I, I realize it more and more, which adds a whole new level of guilt to my life that I don't need Aww. any more guilt on, but I think it's a good guilt. I think it's okay, a good so, guilt. Okay, so yeah. Whitney, what I've learned today is we have to send him some socks. Yeah. We need to send him a reusable gar- uh, grocery bag, which I have yeah. the best one that's made of burlap and says Denver, Colorado on it. So I'm going to get yeah. you one of those. Sounds Yeah, fantastic. we'll send you some stuff because I'm telling you, it's the worst when you're working <laughs> out and, you're, and you can feel your toe go through a hole. I've been there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. I thought we were going yeah. somewhere else after it. <laughs> I, I was like... Okay, we have one more question, Whitney. Okay. Ask him our the final, final question. Qu- Chris and I have been best friends forever. Since junior high, we love each other so much. We get the best advice from each other. So we want to know what is the best piece of advice you've ever received from your best friend? Well, I got a, a friend in um, – he now lives in Reno, Nevada. And I was dating Jess, and I hadn't announced it publicly. And I was telling him how fearful I was for that change in my life because I, my identity had been built around me being single. I was – Um, I, I felt like I was known for being single people celebrated my singleness. And so I said, Hey, I want to do this. I want to announce this. I care about this girl. I just, I'm scared. And he sent me a text and he said, this new season of life. Yes. will look different. It may not even be more exciting, but it's going to be more fulfilling and it's going to be worth it because what you're doing is you're committing to somebody, which is an act of selflessness and selflessness is always rewarded. So that's the Whoa. best advice because it allowed me to walk into my relationship with Jessica, giving up my identity as a single man, entering into a new season of a committed man, and also being excited about the next steps that we are going to take together um, to try to make magic happen in life. So that's the best I to date. That. The other would be, and I, and I always talk about it, but Chris Harrison once told me when I got off, kicked off a uh, Caitlin's season of The Bachelorette, I was sitting at the bar downstairs that night, and he came over and he sat by me and he goes, hey – how you doing? And I said, I'm, I'm okay. So I don't really know what this whole thing is. And he goes, man, this is going to change a lot. He's like, this is going to just like be crazy when you get off this thing. I was like, really? I, I don't see that. I don't know what that was like. I was like, I, I don't, I don't know. And he goes, Oh man. He's like, your life is going to be a little crazy once this thing announces. And he goes, here's my advice to you. He goes, the best people come off of this show and they allow it to enhance the life they've already had and been given and not change it completely. And so he says, I just, I, I, He's like, I just request through every decision and every new opportunity and every new thing that's asked of you, filter it through the idea of, is this enhancing my life or is this completely changing everything? Is it changing who I've always been, who I've always wanted to be? And that's kind of still how I think about things today. Is this enhancing my life or is it changing it? And sometimes you need a little change or you're kicking the butt. But I think what we're talking about there is a changing meaning we're losing ourselves in the process. I feel like you just put like a, a different perspective on my whole life. I'm like already looking at things like, is that enhancing it today? <laughs> she like, was looking oh my around. Gosh, that's huge. You honestly have given us so many like little nuggets of wisdom. You are mm. s- even more awesome than we thought you were going to be. Honestly, <laughs> you you're just yeah. such a good guy. Just that's chatting crazy. over Skype, it's insane. You know, it would have been really bad you. if we got off this thing. You're like, yeah, you're okay. No. Like we were really <laughs> excited about this. We can try again next no. time. I don't see that happening. I don't think I, – I don't, I don't see you saying that. No. But if you felt it, I apologize. We'll try again no. sometime. No. no. We really appreciate Honestly, you coming. Honestly, you are. You are. You're a gem. I told you. I mean the gardening thing just went here. It's just like you're up here. Yeah. So. I yeah. could tell. When I said that, you guys, <laughs> uh, I felt uh, it. 
Thank you, guys. You. I'll see you in Denver. Come to Ashkara. Yes. I, um, Whitney has to come visit me, and then we're going to Ashkara because it's so we'll right. you. Seriously. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Well, thanks, Ben. Bye.